Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. My name is Sam Tyler. I had an accident and I woke up in 1973. Am I mad? In a coma? Or back in time? Whatever's happened, it's like I've landed on a different planet. Now maybe if I can work out the reason, I can get home. everyone, or if you're just joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. For those of you who aren't aware, Dave, myself, and Mike have just got done recording an audio commentary for the final episode, the penultimate episode of Ashes to Ashes. And now we've come into this show, we're recording it basically right after that, to discuss everything, the whole kit and caboodle, starting off with what our full unbridled thoughts were on the final episode and to help us out with that because of course there was a very big moment in in the final scenes a big shipper moment so who else would you call but the wonderful ramana too hello samantha hello boys (sighs) well it was worth staying up for (laughs) It's been so long since I've been on the show. Fresh from a drunken stupor, it's Mr. Dave AC. Welcome back, Dave. Uh, And just to tell everybody, I am just down the road from the police station that is the Hyde police station from the very own Life on Mars. Yes, that's basically where he was this evening before he got released after he'd sobered up. (laughs) Speaking of sober... Probably one of the early sober and wide awake people <laughs> in the room. It's Mr. Randall Thor. Hello, Mike. Anyway, as I said at the opening of the show, here we are. We're sitting around having just watched the last episode of Ashes to Ashes, apart from Samantha, who uh, we kind of left locked outside because, you know, boys only. <laughs> we didn't want to see a woman, have a woman see us cry. Anyway. The last episode, I'll kind of kick things off with where I left off. The the, the one thing I said at the at the end of the, the commentary was that I really don't know how I feel about it because it's it's like with anything. When a series comes to an end, it's bittersweet. You know you're not going to see these characters again. It's the end of the road. And in a way, you kind of want it to be the end because... You, it's a good time to finish. And it was a good time to finish this. I couldn't see them dragging it on anymore without it just becoming a routine cop show. 
and it finished, I think, at the right place. And my comment earlier was, it was a good end. It, it finished right, um, if that makes any sense. That's the, the one thing that just kept reoccurring to me is that it finished right. And I don't know if that was the careful plotting of, of the creators laying all of those little um, hints and clues in each episode for us that made me feel that way at the end, making me feel kind of reassured, like, okay, yeah, that's that's right. That's that's how it should end. The Gov is still the Gov. These guys got their ending. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Alex Drake is actually dead, which I was kind of pleased about, and before anybody <laughs> jumps me on that, I didn't want her to go back because that would have been too soppy and too real I'm not sure what I wanted as an ending for her especially after Life on Mars that that was the thing that kind of drove me on this last episode was I wanted to be that surprised and shocked and and, and stunned by the ending and I wasn't it was completely the reverse it was this just this Yes, it finished right, and and everybody got the the right ending, and so yeah, it was it, it just well done. All I can do is is just tell them all the cast, the crew, the writers that it was a a, a good job, well done. Uh, whether it was the careful plotting from from day one with uh, Johnson getting hit by a car, um, it it just finished right. Samantha, since uh, you haven't had a go yet, and since I've mm. talked everybody's ears off already, <laughs> and it'll give well, me a chance to drink. <laughs> that's always good. Yes. Um, <laughs> well, the thing that I sum up the ending that as, as soon as I started watching it, I just thought to myself, everybody's dead, Jay, Dave. <laughs> um, she, or everybody's talking... dead, Gene, as I've been calling it. <laughs> I thought you were talking to Dave in your sleep. No, 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 no. You know that in that Red Dwarf quote. Yes, where yes. Goes, Everybody's dead, Dave. Everybody's dead, Jean. Um, and I, well, when I first watched the ending, I was, it was just a bit of a, I can't really describe how I felt. I almost cried. And almost I did. <laughs> well, you know, you know me, it takes a lot to make me cry. I've only ever cried once watching TV ever. And I was close here. So I know it moved me a lot if I was close. Cause um, I, I was, you know, I cried um, when I David Bennett regenerated at the Matt Smith. I'm sorry. I was, <laughs> I was shaking. <laughs> I was shaking at the end, and and um, after I watched it, I walked into my friend's room, who does not wash ashes to ashes, and I just had to just had to tell her I'm going. Do you mind if I spoil it? And she goes, eh, don't mind. And I just went, everybody's dead, Jean. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but yeah, no, I was quite happy with how it ended, but but really creeped out in a good way and a weird way that the fandom picked it. I don't know how into the Life on Mars Ashes to Ashes fandom any of you guys are, but I'm part of the Ashes to Ashes live journal community and there's been posts for months and months and years and years about what people thought this world was. And we picked it. We thought it was 
we picked it more or less like most of the people thought you know as time went on that it was some kind of copper's limbo as we were calling it and um that Jing was the center of it and that Keats was kind of like the you know angel of death or the devil or anything but we didn't pick exactly what Jean's part of the world was but we got most of it right halfway through series three a lot of people clicked on that gene was the young copper the dead copper and um it was really interesting to follow these theories as they developed some of them were completely mm. wrong and completely off the wall but oh was, yes i've seen some of them was, and there's like whoa really <laughs> yeah but but some of them were really interesting and and um because I was in London all of last all of last weekend, I wasn't able to go online and really read a lot of the reaction posts, and I'm just catching up on those now. But it's really weird that we picked it more or less in a sort uh, of roundabout way. Right. I'm and, not yeah. sure if you're aware of the Railway Arms. I am, but I'm not a member on them. Right, I joined up actually before the the end. I had only just found out about them because somebody tweeted about about the railway arms and kudos to you guys because um fabulous site and 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 just lovely um was it you that crushed the site then because i believe it It was shortly after the end yes there's there's a correlation between uh me joining a site and a site going down yes the correlation doesn't indicate cause and effect there you go (laughs) yes so uh, we were saying that at the beginning of uh the commentary show that uh, I mean, I'd been looking at a lot of the theories, and a lot of people got a, a lot of stuff right. I mean, nobody got it bang on. Uh, there was, I think, uh, Matthew Graham said that uh, there was one person who got everything but one little thing right. Uh, that was the closest one he'd seen, and it was a, a reporter that she had said, well, this is what I think, and sent it to him. And he said, well, you got everything, everything but one. Right, and he yeah. wouldn't tell her which one it was. <laughs> Since you'll just have to find out which which bit you got wrong. I I do know that most of them, you know, the idea of the copper's limbo has been around since before Ash to Ashes even aired um, in the fandom. So it was just really strange to to finally see it, you know, finally being given the answers we've been speculating about for years. Right. That was the really weird part about it, but it was satisfying and um. The bit where um with Jean where they were explaining what who Jean was and just the look on Jean's face as they were explaining it that's when I started to cry right. or almost cry, um, and it's just everybody's dead Jean and it just makes me really sad for Jean that you know he does this all the time like you know he 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 helps people along their way befriends them and then he has to say goodbye and then he's alone again right. until he gets more friends and that's what really you know sort of depressed me and my friends about talking about this but at the same time you know i was super 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 glad that he did not kill sam because when that whole bit was introduced by keats right at the beginning um i remember a friend of mine said he would not watch it until he told me it was okay to watch because he was <laughs> really scared that Jean had killed Sam because we <laughs> we are shippers um <laughs> Jean, Sam and Jean. So, so so you know when we saw the bit on the wall with the you know Jean heart Sam and Jean slash Sam in the in the notebook um we had a little bit of a moment but um but we were really worried about what happened to Sam and we were really really happy to find out that it was not 
you know, Gene didn't kill him. He just, Sam just moved on and we were really happy with that. And, uh, I mean, that was one of the things, I guess, I mean, I don't know if you've listened to our our pre-show, our pre-last episode show where Dave and I got our together. Our groping in the dark. Our groping <laughs> in the dark. Probably the only thing I got right was, well, I mean, I got a couple of things right. I got that Gene was the Dave Copper. That was the first thought that got me. And that was before I'd even been on the railway arm. So I'm rather proud of myself for that one. That, a lot of people picked that. Right. I, I hadn't well. gone to any message boards and looked and, and listened to anybody else's theories. But there was at one point I was just like, oh, my God. It was when he when she opened the tin that I'm like, yeah. oh, that's Gene. For some reason, that just clued me. And I'm like, that Gene is the dead copper. And my original thought was he was actually lying in a coma. And that these all these people were like figments of his imagination. And he was the one trying to get back out, but had lost his way. But I did pick Keats as like the angel of death. So I got two things right, uh, but I didn't get the penultimate thing, which is fine by me because then it surprised me. If I'd guessed everything, then that would have been just like kind of pointless. It would be like, oh, I guessed it. Fine. All right. <laughs> it would have been that, grat, that that little pat on the back moment, and then that would have been it. All right. Before we continue on, Mike. Mike. Yes, oh, I'm here. There, there he is. <laughs> He's so quiet. Yeah, like a grave. Yeah. <laughs> so you're you're. I mean, we we briefly touched on our our final thoughts at the end of the the commentary episode. But uh, would you like to uh, uh, expand on those? Uh... Well, the, well, the first thing to say, going on from what I was saying at the end of the other one, was um, it, of course this was kind of two stories going on, Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes, and it was just, going from, from start to end, it was just this nice, well-put, well-pieced-together journey from uh, Sam, from Sam's journey to Alex's, all the way through to where we, the, the, the last meeting in front of the pub. It was, it was a wonderful journey from start to finish, and I'm glad to have, to, to see how it all ended up there. Cool. Now, the, the the interesting thing you say there, and, and this is where we kind of start our open discussion, is, I mean, as fans, we all kind of know how, outside of the story, it all played out, that when they did the first series of Life on Mars, they weren't really sure if it was going to fly or not, and they got picked up for a second season. And at the um, before the third season, John Sim said he wouldn't come back. So that kind of left them in, in limbo, not knowing how to finish out the story, because they had the third season planned out where they would have explained basically what we've seen now with Ashes to Ashes. So it interests me what you guys think it would have been like if John Sim had stayed on and how it would have played out and whether you think it's it worked out the right way that we got an additional uh, three series with these characters and and got the finish that we did rather than a finish with Sam Tyler. Dave? Well, I think it actually worked out well because um, one of the things that, um, I mean, that was one of the reasons why we started this little section with, with the Life on Mars uh, theme because 
the two are so intertwined. But the fact that she was originally uh, the person who had uh, examined the files of uh, uh, Sam, that gave credence to the fact that Sam was real, she was real, and the question mark was over whether Gene Hunt and his group were real, fictionary, imaginary, am I in a coma, whatever. So that added, I think, to the the mythos of, um, you know, was this uh, just like a collective here in the UK and maybe in America, this collective um, thought that, you know, in real life, that's how coppers would operate you know, right. without the political correctness. So I think if they'd have, if life, Ashes to Ashes hadn't come on, yes, they could have certainly had a successful uh, third episode of Life on Mars and then it would have wrapped up. So we've gained in some ways with the five series instead of uh, three. I do feel as though Ashes to Ashes took longer to establish itself. Um, there were three series. I wasn't quite uh, as sure-footed, or it wasn't quite as sure-footed with series two, with the uh, the roses thing and one or two other menacing things that were happening. And this was one of the things that, that made it slightly more difficult for me watching this third series of them. Um, and I remember when you were, were outlining this possible thought that actually the central character was Jean. Now, having said this, from a fan base point of view, I realise that Gene is the central character. He's the one that everybody's lashed, uh, lashed onto, and uh, sorry, lashed onto. That's not right. Latched. Latched onto, and, and and become the iconic symbol of the whole series. But in terms of uh, the storytelling, as the writers had designed it, he he was the uh, enigma in the story. But of course, it was Alex Drake going back and so on. The way it's now turned out, and, and with the ending that they've gone, and thank goodness they didn't go anywhere near the American Life on Mars ending. Oh, yes. <laughs> that, um, it was really good. But I'm not going to be totally uncritical here, because I do feel um, that, for certainly for the, m- me as a viewer, that third, uh, sorry, the final episode of Series 3 could have done with being a longer episode. I did feel as though there was a, a sudden sort of pitching point around about the point where they, they get to the, the um, you know, the scarecrow in the grave and so on. Now, having said that, once I checked out some of the, um, and I didn't go on to any of the forums before I watched it, and the main forum that I've actually checked uh, is the Digital Spy Forum. Uh, and there was a, well over 100 pages of stuff there and some great theories to the people. So if anybody's listening to this from the um, Digital Spy Forums, kudos to you guys because an awful lot of people seem to be spot on. But it really, without me having checked that out, I did feel as though there was... A, a slight hole in the centre about that mark where the whole story pivoted on this uh, scene. Now, you could argue that that's good storytelling because we get all to the 20 minutes and then we find out that, and again, this is emphasised quite well when I when I think back on it, as Gene realises that he's forgotten that he's dead, that's when we, as the viewer, suddenly realise, and it begins to dawn on us, that uh, there's a whole new level that perhaps many of us hadn't thought about. 
So it's one of these things that does it succeed on first watching? Yes, but I would have preferred an extra 15 minutes. Now I know and uh, and have, have read all these little theories and so on. I can see that it's actually all there if you look. But I did feel as though it was a slightly abrupt movement for me. Perhaps I'm a bit slow on the uptake or whatever. But it was totally satisfying in terms of, as as Samantha said, uh, um, Gene Hunt's portrayal. This this um, I mean, the one point when he was down, he couldn't fathom things, and that was when he was sort of, you know, kicked and brought down. And right. uh, I think one of the things that you uh, alluded to as well uh, in the commentary. People who are listening to this and didn't catch our earlier show, the commentary, please go back and listen to that because uh, with the um, speculation show we did, the commentary in this, there are three episodes that we're trying to bring together our thoughts on the whole thing. But to go back to when uh, we'd gone back into the police station and uh, Gene Hunt is being kicked on the ground and this is the bit before the, the the ceiling comes off the police station and we see the stars there's a flashback there and we only caught it momentarily of uh, it's not Gene Hunt now it's the young Gene Hunt yeah that was that was fabulous because I, I it's one of those blink of the eye things yeah. and when I first watched it I thought I'm imagining things and when I was Watching it again, I forgot the look, but I swore I saw it properly this time, and uh, I must go and look, and I'm probably going to do that now while you're still talking. How rude of me. How rude. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, the, the the whole thing is that, I mean, we, many of us think, you know, uh, uh, Philip Glenister, the Gene Hunt character, you know, is the be-all and end-all of it. But the, the the supporting characters are so integral to the whole enjoyment of this. I mean, uh, there's the point where, uh, you know, the, uh, the videotapes come into play and all the other characters, uh, you know, just dissipate. And we're left with the, you know, the three supporting characters there. Um, that's the, um, you know, the, the Chris... And Ray and um, the very uh, pretty Shaz. Shaz. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so yeah, and and and, and their realization and the protection that um, Chris has for Shaz and so on. Really, you really empathise. I think that's the correct word. Empathise with those characters, and uh, you know, you, the this dawning realization that. Um, the, all these forebodings that we've been having on the last two or three episodes have, have come true. Right. And then, of course, there was the very sinister bit where we go to the elevator scene. And uh, I don't think you want to bring uh, Mike back into it at this point, but um, that, again, sort of, you know, you, you can see the whole rationalisation of it and the dawning, you know, uh, Shaz says, I, you know, I'm not happy about this. And we as viewers weren't happy about it. We were feeling our way with the characters i've got a bit to say on that um in that lift scene um some eagle-eyed person on live general pointed this out he presses on the button he presses the number six three times Ah. on the button um of the lifts going down and you can definitely hear you know not nice sounds coming down from below so it's the theory with most of the fan and that 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 that's him taking them to hell. 
Now, this is where I want to... Sort of, you know, whatever, you know. Right. This is where I want to kind of interject it and, 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 and being of the beliefs that I am, I am very grateful that they were very kind of um, vague about what it all was uh, and and what positions Gene and uh, you know there was no like oh we're in heaven or this is the gateway to heaven and there was no religious iconography or or references except the one where <laughs> where or Alex says oh my god and he says don't call me that <laughs> I thought that was funny actually um that that was one of the things that I was glad of because I didn't want them to turn it into this um, spiritual thing. It's very kind of vague in its meaning, and depending on who you are, you can kind of glean whatever you like from the scenes that were presented. You can, if you're of a religious um, ilk, you can see that. If you're of a spiritual ilk, you can see that. There's there's ways of looking at it. And they've kind of left that open to people, and which which I like. I don't like things being kind of spelled out to the nth degree. Where right. you know they walk through the pub, and and Nelson says, "Well, really, my name's not Nelson. I'm Saint Peter." Uh, well, I wouldn't have enjoyed that. You know, it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> I'll have to comment there because um, uh, one of the uh, the other podcasts that I've just you know, poke my nose into is um, uh, talking. Oh, you're on Twilight. other podcasts. No, <laughs> talking uh, Twilight Zone, and recently the uh, the the episode that they covered was called "A Nice Place to Visit," where this gambler turns out uh, and he's in this place. He's he, he's been shot, and um, without giving the story away, but but it, it did go out in the 1960s. Is you're not sure where he is, and the implication is that whether he's in heaven or hell. They couldn't use the word hell in 1960 because of all the um, situations where it might cause problems. Right. In this case, they could quite easily have, have, have said, you know, they could have spelt it out for us. It works dramatically, as you said, because they didn't. So in other words, it wasn't something that they were um, limited by the fact that, you know, um, the censors say this, you can't, you know, you can't do that. And this, right. that. It worked better simply because of that. Right. And I mean, that's the thing is, is, is that I really kind of appreciate it from my level is that they didn't, not that I would have been that, I mean, I'm not that bad where I'm like offended by if somebody says, oh, you know, well, if you go into the pub, you're going to heaven. I wouldn't have been that worried about that. But I just love the ambiguity of the whole thing, that it kind of leaves it to whatever your belief structure happens to be, that that you can enjoy the storyline and, and, and enjoy what it all means. Mike, you've, you haven't shut up this whole time. <laughs> what do you think? It's too busy drinking. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's just such an alcoholic, this boy. I'm, well, just giving, I'm just giving him grief, by the way, just in case his mother is listening to this later. <laughs> <laughs> well, one thing that I thought of when, with what Dave was saying was there's another question of who's the central character in all of this. Of course, in Life on Mars, Sam was, and here we had Alex. But as we've seen, Gene is actually the main character through 
both story strands. And it's it's interesting how that sort of changed as life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes continued. Right. The sort of focus on who the main character or main characters, plural, are. And that's that's the thing that I'm interested to do now is to go back uh, and watch Life on Mars and watch basically everything from beginning to end uh, do that too. with this <laughs> this uh, uh, new knowledge that the central character isn't you know Sam Tyler or Alex Drake it is Gene Hunt Gene Hunt is the, basically the center of this universe that uh, these characters have landed in here and we just all believe them to be uh, we just all believe them to be the central characters but they're not uh, and it's and it's really cut cool that it's almost a sleight of hand maneuver from uh, Matthew and, and Ashley and basically the whole creative team on this that that's I, I love knowing that that's what their intention was this whole time, and we completely missed it. <laughs> right. Well, one of the things that I did read, and again, this was after we'd done our show and that, that um, in if you go back to the original Life on Mars, and there's the point where where Sam it seems to be back in uh, modern day, and it's the I think it's the tunnel sequence. It's the sequence where they're looking for a murderer. It's either under a bridge or under a tunnel. And um, he's persuaded uh, or he's been invited to come on into the tunnel and he refuses to do so. And that's when he, he, he makes this decision that he wants to go back. Some people were saying that that tunnel is the same representation of going down the lift is in um, Ashes to Ashes. I don't... You see, I, I, I disagree with that because when, when Sam decided to go to go back home. Yeah. And he does go, he actually does go back home because if you really think about it, he went back, he came out of his coma, he wrote his report, Alex read the report. And that was the thing that kind of confused me at the beginning was, was well, actually at the end, not the beginning, is did Sam really go back? Because of course we had at the beginning of this series, Alex waking up yeah, you know, in present day, and and being home, and but being haunted by all of these images of, of, you know, the world she left behind. No, Sam actually woke up because that information got passed on to her, which led her to here, which, in turn, leads me to yet another subject. Yes, I'm hijacking this whole thing and directing it the way I want it to go, because I'm sober, more sober than Dave is, and certainly are. And I'm just trying to keep Mike quiet. <laughs> bad um, Mike. Yes, bad Mike. I mean, he just talks and talks and talks. Don't you agree, Sam? Um, yeah. Sam. Um, Sam. 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 Oh, <laughs> little, little, little thrill! I just have to say, um, because I'm living in Newcastle at the moment, I'm living with my friend and her family, and they have northern accents. So every time they call me by my name, I have a little bit of a giggle because they say Sam. <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Tyler. Sam Tyler. Because they call me Sam, but they do it with their northern accents, and I love it so much. <laughs> I just, I, I, I mean, I, I'm thinking of putting that as my ringtone instead. It's just. Uh... 
is uh, DC Cartwright saying Sam all the time because oh, it's gorgeous. Sorry, <laughs> I had a moment there. Where yeah. was I? You were trying to shut Mike up. Yeah, we were trying to shut Mike up. Um, but I was trying to derail this thing, but I can't remember where I was going now. Ah, fabulous. Oh, well. oh, 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 I'll throw a little bit of something out there. There um, you go. Um, I thought it was quite interesting, and I, do, I am going to go back and watch Life of Mars and Ashes to Ashes all the way through with the knowledge that Gene is 19. And when you think about that, his, his behaviour makes so much more sense because he's so childish when he fights with Sam and with Alex and all that kind of stuff. And um, it amuses me highly. Like the whole site, the whole fight he has in Life of Mars with Sam about the, I think it's the football episode where he goes, you know, was I or not this, was this a football related crime? And then Sam says, yes, but blah, blah, blah. blah. And he goes, as long as I'm more right than you. (laughs) It's just like, and then I'm going, oh my goodness. You know, and then now watching this, I can just, you know, Gene is 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 essentially a kid, you know, living out his um, his his built this kind of future for himself, the future that he wanted to have, not the future he actually did, and it just makes so much more sense now. Um, and I really want to watch that again. And I really want to know if whether he he had a real wife, if his wife in Life of Mars was real or not, and all that kind of stuff. And just I just want to watch it again. Just ponder. The interesting thing about about that is is the spin that it puts on uh, Sam and Alex's lives about how when you think about the universe that they've been dropped into and and the things that occur, especially in the first season of of both Life on Mars and uh, Ashes to Ashes, is it's really kind of dealing with. Uh, their individual demons it's not them trying to write uh, their past it's them trying to come to terms with their past so that they can go to the pub <laughs> as it were it puts a different really a, really a different spin on on exactly why they're there and what they do the part that I find most interesting is that Sam actually did manage to go back but then decided to kill himself which I really really like because I like the impact of uh, the suicide I thought that was a brave and bold move by the creators it was something different on TV where you have the ending be the main character of a show committing suicide, no matter what the reason was. And, you know, yes, it got him back to a world that we all loved watching. Um, but that's still kind of, I remember running out to my wife and, 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 and saying, I just got done with the last episode. She's like, so <laughs> Cause she's completely un- un- uninterested and I wish I hadn't spoiled it for her because I'd really like her to watch it, but it was very, very interesting. To, I don't know to witness that, and and I my hat is off to the creators to 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 do something that bold 
with a TV show where that was the end. I mean, we've had American shows where characters wake up. Oh, it was all a dream. You know, no, he wakes up. He realizes that the world that he lives in is cold and dead. And the world that he was in, wherever he was, was so alive and vibrant that he wants to go there. And that that's that's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, I think that the whole thing about this has been the consistency of it. I mean, and I'm not talking here about the consistency of, of the episodes of the series. I'm talking about the internal consistency of, uh, you know, the whole um, universe format of the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and of course, I mean, Gene. Uh, uh, the character has been absolutely marvellous, but I think uh, John Sim must take an awful lot of credit of making the whole um, universe of uh, life on Mars uh, believable. I mean, he, he actually... I mean, although Gene Hunt has become more and more the, the, the iconic character, I do think that Sam Tyler, or jo- John Sim, as I should say, is the one that that really gave this uh, whole believability to the series. Um, I mean, I honestly didn't, in one sense, care whether it was a coma or science fiction or whatever. Uh, in one sense, I just liked the, those characters going about their everyday business of, uh, you know, uh, you know, beating nonces and knocking down doors or yeah. whatever the terminology was. It was fabulous because we were seeing it from 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 his point of view. He was our eyes and ears there, and and that's what made it fabulous. Uh, like I said earlier during the commentary, it's Gene and the gang are a guilty pleasure. It's uh, a time gone by where it didn't really matter so much what you said, and and some of us are fine with that. Not you know calling people you know, uphill gardeners and. And the like. <laughs> um, it's not something that's necessary to our existence, but it's it, one of those guilty pleasures to watch somebody making those faux pas in in the world that we live in. You know, to, to kind of view Gene and Ray and Chris just doing those silly things that you wouldn't dream of doing now. And, and that's the beauty of the whole universe that they created, is that, you know, it it, it brought back basically some of those shows that we used to watch. Right, Mike, yeah. would you shut up? <laughs> ramble, ramble, ramble. <sighs> it, it's what you were saying there with Gene, with the way his character is, is something I agree with. It's what re- really annoys me with entertainment today is the whole political correct overtone that everything seems to have to. Everything seems to have to conform to, and Gene's character was basically the entire opposite of that, and I love that about him. Hello? Yep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, I mean, I, I try and step back sometimes. I mean, I know it's hard to leave. Yeah, you think you've gone deaf? These just stop talking. I, I stop and let these guys leap in, and they all just shut up. It's they bow down in my presence. I am the Gene Genie. Uh, <laughs> you wish. No, I'm just as drunk as Dave is now. Uh, oh, good lad. It shows. <laughs> but, well, 
I'm, I'm not going to say we're going to end at this point because I think uh, we well we certainly could talk for hours more, but we don't want to we don't want to outstay our welcome. But now we know that, uh, and again. Did we say spoilers at the beginning? But never mind. Everybody's <laughs> um, dead, Gene. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now we know that everybody's dead. Could Is the series <laughs> dead in the water? I mean, could it ever come back? I mean, are of, are of the writers well and truly, and don't forget this is something that is never done as far as I know in the States, uh, done, you know, laid the series to rest. I mean, I think, for my part, what I, I what I want is it to be done. As much as I love Gene, now that Chris and Ray, especially, are dead and gone, I I don't really. I mean, Gene is great and he's a great character, but without his two amigos, without the boys. It's it's not right. It, the the universe wouldn't be right. And casual viewers may be able to sit there and go, "Oh yeah, that's 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 uh, your man from the other show, you know, the one that we kind of watched every now and then." That'd be fine. Yeah, that's fine for them. But for me, no, it's it's done. And the closing scenes illustrate that perfectly. Because it's almost a reassurance to us that the Gov goes on doing what he does. And it's nice to know. I think if they had all gone in the pub at that point and vanished, it... I mean, yeah, it would have been a way to finish it. But I think it's more reassuring that the Gov is out there looking after fallen coppers. And, the, and being that mediation point. Yeah, Mike, the way that I see it is... W- would further storytelling diminish the ending that we had there? Could any further yeah. storytelling live up to the ending that we had there? And if we did say that, sure, if we did suppose that that storytelling could progress and get better, where would we go with the story? What could we do with the characters? At the end there, it was pretty much Keats and and Gene. Would it just come down to the two of them uh, their feud or whatever you just have to see okay this is a good ending for the series and I wouldn't like to see them proceed because of how good that ending was right I don't no I wouldn't I think it's it's some (laughs) (laughs) I think it's um I think it deserves to end here and and any any more would be beating a dead horse, essentially, pardon the pun. But um, I think it's it ended brilliantly. I'm going to miss Jean and everyone terribly, but I, I, I'd rather a good ending, a proper ending, as opposed to a crap ending. Right. Um, and, you know, um, yeah, sorry, I was just going to start ranting, but I won't. Um, but, yeah, so... Um, yeah, no, all the characters were resolved. Everything that happened to the characters felt right. Um, and so, therefore, I don't think we sh- there should be any more. It's, it's, it'd, it'd be, yeah, no, nah, it wouldn't be good. And plus the new guy, like, assuming that, you know, the the guy that comes at the end asking for his iPhone. Right. 
he seems a bit of a twat to me. I'm kind of yeah. glad we don't get to meet him. Yeah, um, I don't know who he is. <laughs> exactly. But I am I am a little sad to, that we're not going to see um, Gene's new car, Gene's Mercedes-Benz. But um, yeah. but other than that, I was really – that was another thing I was really sad to see go. The Quattro. Yes. I love how, I love how Gene goes, <laughs> you killed my car. <laughs> <laughs> But again, that's another wonderful thing that they did is they, it's the ending, you know, the car gave its life defending Gene. It blocked all the bullets, Gene. It did. But I was sad we never got to see what happened to the Cortina because that was probably my favorite car. Yeah. Yeah. That was my favorite car. I always like to imagine that, um, that it was, um, that it was used in Sam's cover up murder. There you go. That's what I like to believe, that um, he got rid of it when Sam went because the memories of him and Sam in that car were too much to bear. <laughs> Uh-oh, we're verging in slash territory here, folks. I'm sorry. It's what, she, it's what she's good at. Yeah. And of course, at. well, I, I'm going to rescue the show here. <laughs> um, <laughs> one of the things, of course, is they can't do a prequel to this because Gene Hunt is a, a rookie cop. When he's shot down, so they can't even sort of, you know, do you know the young Gene Hunt because we find out what that was one of the big surprises that I don't think anybody's uh, referred to that he he died in the the coronation year in 1953. Uh, so the interesting thing about that, Dave, is and I haven't confirmed it myself, but somebody on in the railway arms uh, said that if you look in the opening episode when he's throwing. Sam around his office. There is a picture of the Queen. It's her coronation portrait on his wall in his office. Mm. Again, unconfirmed by me. No, I think and, it's. And I, I and remember. And that's all that matters. <laughs> unconfirmed by me. Yeah. It's Pretty that, positive there is. And if that is true, then then even more kudos to the team because that. It's it's so much better when you can then go back to the very beginning and go, wow, <laughs> that was there and I missed it. No, I, I'm pretty sure uh, a word in your shell, pal. Yeah, yeah, I think that was there. Yeah, it's it, it is fabulous that, and and I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hoping to get my wife to watch it, even though she knows the ending of Life on Mars, she doesn't know the ending of um, Ashes to Ashes because I had to kind of go out there in a stupor and say you're not going to believe what he just did what what are you watching <laughs> Like Life on Mars oh, that. Dead, Gene. I'm like Life on Mars Sam just jumped off a building he killed himself so he could that, yeah. that's weird nobody's ever and my wife puts up with an awful lot, I must say. She does like Doctor Who now, but there's some things she just doesn't get. She just sits there and nods when I say, Sam just committed suicide. He jumped off the building and and so we could get back to Jean. And she just looks at me, you know. Right. That knowing look in her eyes goes... Come back in there and just put something else, would you? <laughs> now, uh, as we might come towards the end of our little bit now, one of the things that we haven't really mentioned much, and uh, uh, I'd, I'd just like to, because, uh, well, 
I know Sam's in the UK at the moment, but I'm the only UK person here. Uh, what about the actual music that was used? I mean, how how uh, how well did that travel to the States and uh, people like yourself from uh, Australia and New Zealand and so on carry? Because, I mean, there was an awful lot of... Well, I don't think it was called Brit Britpop at the time. Right. But, uh, I mean, how well did that give the... The, you know the flavor and the uh, the style and the uniqueness to the the show well for me and i don't know how this is for sam because there's and i hate to say it sam but there's a bit of a gulf between our ages um, yeah well i was born in 1983 right <laughs> i i lived through 1983 i was uh, 11 in 1983 uh, a lot of the music was just fabulous for me uh, i always termed myself as being an 80s child I was born in 1972, but you become more aware when you're you start reaching the the teen years of music and popular culture. And so, while Life on Mars rang true because of my parents and the music they I knew that they listened to because they ran a disco. Ha ha! Uh, so were my parents weirdly enough. Weird. Uh, <laughs> and and the in shows the 70s that. Too. Right. And the shows that they used to watch, um, you know, Minder and, and the Sweeney and uh, the Professionals. I was well aware of all of those kind of cop shows. And then, while the Professionals was more in the 80s, it was that kind of style that um, that even harkens back to that to, to Life on Mars. But Ashes to Ashes was just pure joy for me because it was all the songs I knew and loved. Because... For those of you who aren't aware, and New Zealand is influenced by both American and the British pop charts. Um, most of the stuff that we get is 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 a pretty good cross section of both. If something's popular in 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 Britain uh, and the U.S., then it'll probably show up on the charts somewhere in New Zealand. I don't know how true that is of Australia. It's pretty uh, much the same. How yeah. how where the fifty where the fifty second where the fifty first is it? How many states are there in America? It's too early in the morning. Fifty. 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 That's what I thought. Where the fifty first cent fifty first the fifty first state of America, Australia uh, is. That's what it feels like to <laughs> me half the time. Uh, really is, and I don't like it. Hence why I'm here. <laughs> but, I mean, you still get a, a an overabundance of uh, British shows, correct? I mean, you get Doctor Who we and do. K9. We and... do, but the, all the hype goes towards all the American stuff, right. and the, most of the general populace goes for the American stuff, and the British stuff, China, just gets shunned to, like, you know, one channel that not many people watch, and yeah. <laughs> but anyway, back on track. Um, yeah, the, the music for me was, was just great. I loved every minute of it. There was only probably, like, one track that I didn't recognize out of the whole thing, which says a lot for for New Zealand's pop culture, that it is very much bent around uh, the UK. Right. Uh, Mike, I mean, uh, well, actually, Mike, no, 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 I wanted to ask yeah, Mike, yeah. because Mike is uh, younger than all of us. Yeah, we bring and... a new person in, and I'm still the youngest. Yeah, we get a new person in here, and he's still the youngest. And he's an American. <laughs> yes. Uh, foreigner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mid mid eighties is where I held from eighty five. But it's thirty uh, end of the eighties. 
Yes, yes, yes. It's, the thing with music, with uh, popular music, that that's always been true for me is that I never was a really a, f- a fan of anything beyond the '80s. Never was a fan of a fan of music in the '90s or the the whatever we call the la- the last decade. It's not the '90s. It's all the popular, like the all the pop songs or whatever that I listen to are always from the 60s and 70s, like the, the Beatles and Chicago and Eagles and Moody Blues and all of those. And that's one reason I loved Life on Mars was the soundtrack. I loved that. Great song choices throughout this and uh, Ashes to Ashes. I loved that about the shows. Well, for me, um, I'll just jump in quickly with sure, mine. Okay. I was born in 1983, so um, I didn't really grow up with this particular music, but my parents did play quite a lot of it. My parents did run a mobile disco in the 70s, and so my dad had a lot of records um, in the 80s. And um, so I listened to a lot of this music as I was growing up as a child, very, very young child. Um, but I actually connected – well, I got that – because I was – I'm too young to really have been with the um, – the 80s I got that with with Shaz's tiny tiny little scene with Oasis playing in the background because that was you know <laughs> mid 90s that was my era of like music 90 I remember the most from the 90s because that's when I was a I was a teenager I was a child and teenager like I was seven in 1990 and then I was by the time 2000 rolled around I was 17 so that was like really my decade of music but I've since gone back and through Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes listened to a lot more of 70s and 80s music and actually prefer it to the modern crap that gets released today. I do listen to a little tiny bit of modern music but it's only a few select bands really and um, just the rest of it, most of my iPods Life on Mars, Ashes to Ashes related music and um, yeah just thought I'd throw that out there yeah, it's funny. With modern music, I don't really really like anything from America. Most of the modern music released today is from foreign countries, like mostly Japan. <laughs> but that's just well, me. <laughs> I like most of the modern music I listen to is usually English rock music. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's very rarely anything American. Yeah, but, um, I've I've totally turned my back on music, and it was so funny because I was so up to date with everything, and then. I did. Ex- I, I guess exactly what my parents did is I turned my back on modern music and just stuck with what I liked. And, and it's. Uh, I, I went back to the '80s. There's an '80s station, and that's that's what I listened to in the and on my radio. Dave, did they make you feel ancient by places well, yes. in the '80s? Of, of, of course, I I I still listen to the music that when I was growing up, you know, Handel and uh, Mozart and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking yeah. like um, the current caveman, pops of the time, caveman rock. folks. But uh, I, I think it really did. The whole point about the, the uh, uh, apart from the fact that the, the music is good music, I think it helped seat the whole show in the time. It gave that time frame to it, and and that was supported by all the you know the cars that were shown and so on. But um, I don't know how long we've been going now, uh, but I think we perhaps ought to just give maybe our final thoughts on um, if it's possible to uh, put into a, a sentence or two 
what is uh, what there were 16 uh, episodes of uh, life on mars over two series 24 episodes of uh, ashes to ashes over three series so 40 episodes in all spanning um what from 2006 to 2010 right. so being a very very influential thing i think the only uh, sad thing about it in one sense is that uh, uh, UK drama has had such a renaissance that every year when the awards were being given out, uh, Poor Old Life on Mars and uh, Ashes to Ashes came second to Doctor Who. And right. sometimes I think it deserved to win awards in its own right. Um, but if you if you agree with me, I think we ought to perhaps uh, have a final thought each. Yep. Um, well, I'll go first because I'm going to probably talk the longest. Um, I'm just going to wrap it up by saying thank you to Matthew Graham, Ashley Farrow, Dean Andrews, Marshall Lancaster, Monster at Lombard, Philip Glanister, Keely Hawes, and Johnson for five years of fabulousness. Enjoyed it immensely and loved the way it ended. Um, I don't think I could have, have come up with a better ending, but then again, that it's assuming that I'm actually a good writer, and I'm not, so... <laughs> um, that's me. Uh, Mike? Yeah, my response here is, if you haven't seen Life on Mars and Ashes to Ashes, it's, as Dave says, it's 40 episodes. I highly recommend it. There are two ways you could watch it. You could watch it just to enjoy it for what it is, or you could read into it and try to pick out all these clues that are scattered throughout the, the, five, se- the five series, and... Either way, it's an it's an, very they're great great shows to watch, and it's now that they're over, it's like oh oh, there's not going to be another new episode. Oh darn it! But the fabulous <laughs> thing is, is they've told us that they these clues have been seeded from the very beginning, and so that gives you another reason to go back and revisit, which is great. Yeah, Samantha. Uh huh. Um. Well. Oh, I had a thought to say a second ago, and now it's gone. I know, I just like um, the way you said, uh-huh. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh. Anyway, um, it's the end of an era. That's all I can really say. Um, I've been following this show since Life of Mars. Um, well, not when it started. I got into it a little late. But, um, but I always have... I still always have preferred Life of Mars slightly more. I don't know what it is. I think it's just I prefer John Sim. I prefer that Life of Mars, I like the time period better and how every single shot in Life of Mars, Sam was in every single shot in Life of Mars, I noticed. And when it got to Ashes and Ashes to Ashes, it kind of, all the other characters kind of like had their own, like Alex wasn't in every single scene. I'm like, Sam was, but but I guess that was because they were starting to bring in the idea that they're all dead, you know, everybody's dead, Dave, um, the kind of thing. Um, but I'm going to miss it very, very much. It's been one of my favourite shows. Um, I'm going to go back and rewatch it, um, like most people are, just so I can see everything. Because even though they they summed up or they explained who Jean was, what happened to Sam, the fact that everybody's dead and all that kind of stuff. But there is quite a bit that they haven't exactly fully and utterly and totally explained. Like what was with the Bowie clown in series one, like all sorts of things like that, like little bits where that weren't touched on, that weren't given a, 
definite explanation behind what this is that you can go and you could work out your own theories about what that represented and what happened to this character and what happened to that character. Um, you know, like what happened to Annie? No, no it was never stated. Oh, that was, yeah, yeah. And, um, oh, she's there, I know <laughs> I'm going to cosplay her at one stage, but, um, but yeah, no, there was, it was never stated about what happened to her. There was this thing posted in a magazine or a newspaper by the writers stating that she died. Um, but, me and my friend refuse to believe that because we just don't want that to happen to Annie. But um, oh, she was already know? dead. Oh, she was already dead, well, like the other well, main characters. Well, the, I was just reading through um the the there's a wonderful um live journal community called Ash to Ashes. It's just it's basically just Ashes to Ashes on Live Journal. And someone just posted just over the weekend as I was catching up because I was in London over the weekend, um, about what happened to Annie and someone had the theory that she how Sam saw um, the vision of um, his father beating up the woman in the right dr- in the red dress and someone had the theory that maybe that is how Annie died mm. to begin with um, which is interesting, could work but that's that's what's the beauty about this show that not every single thing has been explained Right, there's enough, um, there's enough stuff that, in there that you could you know, that still keeps us picking over the bones and going oh what if yeah. It will keep it will it will keep the royal arms and live journal and various spaces alive, even though the the show's finished. Right. Like um, I like it when 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 something happens with when a show finishes, and people can still invest in that fandom even though it's finished. You know, so that's what I like um, yeah. because it is a very nice fandom. The people are lovely, um, and um, I'd sad to see, I'll be sad to see it. You know, disperse. Now that right. the series is over, but I don't think it will because we've got plenty here to keep ourselves entertained with for years to come. I mean, there's there's so many shows out there that are still the fandom is still alive and well, even though the show has been uh, done for for many a year. And I think this is one of those ones that'll keep on, especially with the rewatch value. Um, it'll still keep on keeping on. Uh, there's still that guilty pleasure of watching Gene and the boys. Um, you know, knocking heads and and kicking in a nonce. Yeah, kicking in a nonce, <laughs> and uh, having one at, at at the bar after at the pub afterwards. Um, it's it's the brilliant thing about it. This is re rewatch value, and like you said, there's still things to be discussed. And that's the nice thing about the way they wrapped it up is that they didn't give you a solid answer. They gave you an answer. It wasn't a Hey, look over here. This is what Gene is. It's all written down right here. There was, it's, there's a certain amount of ambiguity, and there's still, of course, questions like the clown. Uh, did Sam actually wake up from the coma? Was that all a dream? Uh, and yeah, there's just so many questions, and and that's that's great because it gives us it gives us fans something to talk about. And speaking of fans. Dave. Well, yeah, I mean, the thing that that um, I I really enjoyed the whole thing. I, I I think I I I would have said quite easily before this last series that I I enjoyed my life on Mars more. But I think the balance is 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 more equal now. Um, I think the three episodes, uh, the three series of Ashes to Ashes 
just about balance with the two of Life on Mars. But uh, I will certainly, I haven't yet bought them on the DVD, but I will certainly uh, be doing that as the cost has come down somewhat. But when the third series of Life on Mars does make it to DVD, I really and truly do hope that the the extra minutes that, that seem to have been cut somewhat savagely maybe from the final episode are reinstated so you get that one and a half hour final episode because i believe the the the, uh, the bbc were asked to do that and just wouldn't run with it um which would have made because um, uh, obviously the last story was actually a two-parter already so it, it actually ran for two hours but even that i felt as though we were slightly shortchanged in some of the things yeah. Right. I just mean, the, the, just to interrupt you for a second, Dave. There, yeah. uh, there was approximately fifteen minutes taken out of the ending, and then a further cut made after that by uh, the production company, because uh, I believe the creators uh, Matthew and Ashley made the original cut, and then couldn't go any further, so they turned it over to the production company to make the further cut and they were happy with it. Um, so there's approximately 15 to 15 or more minutes missing from that. And from what they've alluded to that they're hoping to release it on a box set, which will contain life on Mars and ashes to ashes. So that's the thing I'm now waiting on because I know that, Ooh. uh, in the next month or so in the U S, uh, Life on Mars will be released on DVD. Continue. Right. Well, yeah. Well, uh, no, that 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 rounds that up quite nicely. What I would just say that is that um, if you've made it to the end of this, well done. Yeah. Um, but uh, we are hoping to also do a live show, and if uh, Ian has edited this brilliantly as he normally does, uh, hopefully you will be listening to what I'm saying now before this airs. But on Friday, when hello, that's the sound of an empty bottle. I'm not editing it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw stars then for a minute. <laughs> my God, my caller was the, the my, anchor was. My God, it's full of stars. Ian, are you real? No. Is that a not. rose I see in your bottle? The universe is breaking down. Right. Well, before it does, um, on this Friday, at the time that uh, uh, Ashes to Ashes would have aired if it was continuing, somewhere around um, 9 to 10 p.m. Uh, in the UK, so probably about half four. I'm going to open up a room on Torchu. That's Torchu ID 54821. Uh, give people a chance who haven't been on Torchu a chance to get some audio sorted out because you will be able to join in both listening and making your own comments. Hopefully when Ian rushes back from work, uh, he will join me and hopefully we will be recording yet another are we spinning the bottle one more time? Maybe we are. But um, we will be doing that this Friday, and that will complete our trilogy of uh, reports on Ashes to Ashes. And um, by the way, when you do come to the end, Ian, I hope you're going to finish with the word pub. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, I think that about wraps it up because we've talked for long enough. Well, I've talked for long enough. I didn't get, oh. let these guys get a word oh. in edgewise. Oh, dear. I just forgot to mention one last thing that I've 
I thought was really, really weird. Um, I recently went to Blackpool. And on the way through to Blackpool, because I live in Newcastle, I had to drive through Manchester. Um, And on my way through Manchester, I spotted at the corner of my eye um, a pub in Manchester called the Lord Nelson. And this was the week before the finale finished. And I just had a little bit of a spaz. I'm going, oh, my goodness. A pub in Manchester called the Lord Nelson. Nelson. Yep. Draw your own conclusions. That about wraps Sorry. it up for us. So, <laughs> going around the room in regular fashion, and hopefully Sam knows what regular fashion is, it's good night from Romana 2. Good night, boys. See you in a few weeks again. It's good night from Mr. Van Del Thor. Oh, you also mean a sigh. It's good night to Mr. Dave AC. Pub anyone? Dave, a word in your shell like. My name is Alex Drake. I was shot and found myself in 1983. Is it real or in my mind? Either way, I have to solve the mystery of what all this means and fight to get home. Because time is running out. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.